You're listening to the Smash Your Unsealing podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Nixon, and I'm so excited you're here. This is a place for you to boost your confidence, become limitless, and grow like never before. Because there's one thing I know for sure, success begins with you. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Smash Your Own Ceiling podcast. Now today I am super excited because I am joined by one of my lovely friends, Ruth Richards, um, and I'm really giddy about having this conversation with you today, Ruth, because I want, again, I want to show listeners just what it's like on the, the flip side of us having it <laughs> together. Um, also you've got some really good stories to share as well which is which is always great to, to listen to so before we crack on do you want to introduce yourself because you're going to do a much better job than I could so tell everybody what you do thanks Barbara I'm Ruth Richards I'm the creator of the intuition connection we're a community of like-hearted people mainly business women um, who want to develop and understand better their connection to their intuition because I believe when we're deeply connected to our intuition life is easier and we feel more empowered and I want more of us to feel that way oh I love that what a great introduction that is well, thank so, you so good now I was having a bit of a think about our chat today because we've known each other I think is it about five six years maybe about six years about that I think it's less than that I think it's about oh no you're right six years yeah sorry I stand corrected yeah about that time, isn't it? Give or take uh, a year. It's like forever though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel like forever. Have you always been in my life, Ruth? And we were connected and introduced by a, a mutual uh, friend, uh, colleague of ours, who just said to us, I think you've got, a you described it perfectly earlier on when we were chatting. I've got a feeling that you, you two would get along, is what he said, isn't it? Yeah. So we met in a coffee shop and both of us were doing slightly different things than what we are now. You were doing something massively different to what you're doing now. So I think that's probably a great starting point for your journey. What do you reckon? Yeah. And you know what? I think I can still, I think I've still got a memory in my mind. I think I can still pitch that first conversation of meeting you in that coffee shop. And at the time I was moving out or I'd moved out of the corporate HR career. So I used to have a life as a HR director which was fantastic, mm -hmm. loved it. Um, and I'd started my own HR business as part of a franchise. But also at the time I had a hell of a lot of personal change going on. So it'd been, at the time I met you, it'd just been a couple of years when my mum died. I'd moved back from North America to the UK. And not only had I made that transition back to this country, I'd been living in London and I moved back up north, which when I left, the north at age 20 I said god I'm never coming back mm -hmm. and here I am so first the first life lesson never say never <laughs> yeah that's so true, so true. <laughs> just say I can't imagine doing this again um <laughs> so I had a lot going on at the time I met you and I think you know it was synchronicity serendipity it was great that we were introduced because I you know we got to talk about things that just felt important Mm. and work is important and business is important and doing what you love is important but when you're going through personal change to meet someone who can listen and hold that space and look you in the eyes and kind of like yeah I like where you're going this is a really interesting conversation and then you can start talking about synchronicity of the universe oracle cards and all that kind of stuff 
that was really important to me at the time because I'm not as open, I'm, I'm, I wasn't as open about it then as I am now. And I didn't know at that point that was going to become my life and, and a profession. So it was a really serendipitous meeting. It was. And I, I remember it too, um, where we both had our foot in different camps back then. I was running my, um, my previous business and I know you were in, in HR, so it was, it was very different for both of us. But it didn't take us long. I think probably about five minutes is about right, isn't it? For us to kind of start talking about other things that interested us most, uh, most of all. And that's when you started um, just introducing the idea. There was just a small seed of an idea at that point, wasn't it? That you're interested in something else. Mm. Um, so tell us what that, that was at that point. What were you interested in? At that point, I was really getting into oracle cards. Mm -hmm. So I'd worked with a coach. So weird things have happened to me all my life, all my life. And there was never really anyone around that I could talk to about them. But also the thing is, when I was younger, I thought everybody had weird things to them. I, but, but when you then start to grow up and go through school and go into the workplace, you kind of realise you're a bit different. So I was, I was starting to get to grips with all of that because I'd had a coach who when I was able to explain some of the weird things gave me a framework and gave me things to look at and read and follow upon that could help explain it because I just felt I needed to know where it was coming from I felt I needed an explanation of what it was and it's not that I thought I was mad or crazy because I didn't I thought it was all perfectly natural but sometimes it did freak me out a bit and I think I think what you don't know can freak you out but once you know and you have some level of explanation you can give to the world then you stop freaking out yeah so I guess that's where I you yeah know, I, I couldn't have explained this at that time I didn't know at that time that's where I was but the benefit of hindsight and looking back it was you know I was starting to learn more about intuition understand more about it and looking into what people call the medical physical aspects of life mm. um, in more detail mm. and in that in that first conversation it was we, we kind of just we talked about it but there was there was from your perspective there was really a curiosity of actually I wonder what where this will go and but it was very different to your your day job wasn't it it was you were um it was undercover at that point wasn't yeah. it it was undercover oh I love that that is such a great way to describe it I was completely undercover and was undercover for a long time mm. because it felt oh it just felt too weird to tell people and that was me just coming to terms with my own weirdness mm. um but did I have two foots in two camps? You know, from a business and job and career and profession perspective, yes, it was. But from, from a whole me perspective, it kind of probably wasn't. So when I think back through my corporate career, and I had a fantastic, you know, corporate career, and travelled around the world, you know, what I know from this space now is... I relied on my intuition. Right. So I have no university education. I have no A-levels. My, my education stopped quite young. But it was kind of that need to go out. And I don't know, prove myself or just find somewhere where I fitted in. And what I know now is I was relying on my intuition the whole time. Even when I thought I was suppressing my intuition. You know, I can't think of any other explanation of why I did as well as I did. Because 
you know, I've got a lot of common sense, but it was just intuition that I could read energy, I could read people. So yes, on the outside, it looks like it was two different camps, but actually, for me, it was the merging of everything at that point, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it does. Per it, it makes perfect sense. So what was it about Oracle cards that interested you? I'd love to also know, I don't know whether I know the answer to this. I'd like to know um, how you discovered Oracle cards. So this coach that I mentioned that I'd started talking to about all these weird things happening to me, who was like, oh yeah, look at this, look at this. And she mentioned Oracle cards. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I think I'd had a dream about something. That was it. I was telling her about this weird dream that I had and there'd been a horse in the dream. And I can't remember what that dream was now. And she started talking about the symbolism of what a horse could mean. And that was a whole new world for me to look into that. Although I'd always believed dreams had had a meaning. I didn't know how you would interpret that. And it was during one of those conversations that she said, well, these oracle cards are animal ones, different meanings. And I was like, oracle cards, what are these? And I started looking into them. And I don't remember the first deck that I got, but I remember getting some. And, you know, I love books. I'm very tactile. I love to hold something. So I know it's fantastic that we don't have to print books anymore and can read online. But I... I I've loved books since I was a child, so I like the look and feel of it. And it was the same thing with Oracle cards. You know, it's tactile. It's something I can touch. And, you know, so that triggered one way of intuition for me that I could touch something and feel what the feeling is that comes from that. And I'm very visual. So I'm a, a visual learner. So when you have these amazing pictures on them, the images just really, again, connected with my intuition and most of them come with a little guidebook as well so it helps you interpret the meaning and I think for me what it was it was it was the touch it was the feel it was being able to see it then being able to read the guidebook but more than anything what it did for me was I think it gave me a compass of where to focus this new way of managing and coping with my intuition mm love that yeah it gave you a compass and I think the way that you described it um not long ago you you came and and hosted a session for my group my group program and the way that you described it for the ladies in the group was um it's another data point uh, and I thought it was such a great description um so going back to your journey then so we were sat in this coffee shop and a, l a lot it, it wasn't a, an immediate transition from the world of HR to um, what you're doing now. It took, there was a, a big, a big kind of mountain in between, wasn't there in terms of um, this is, this is what I want to do, but can I actually do this? Am I able to do this? So talk us to, uh, talk us about, tell me more about that, about this journey that you went through and, and how you kind of pulled back the cover and said, da da, this is me. So there's one, an oracle deck that I use called um, Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. And in it, there's a card in there called um, the Spiral Dancers. And the Spiral Dancers are all about taking a circuitous route, going around the, going around the houses, as we would say. And that, that is just generally what my life is. Even when I drive, I go around the houses. You know, I never expect to get anywhere you know, the first time that I sit out there, that, that just happens to me a lot in all areas of my life. And I think I've mostly been okay with that. So 
this has taken a few goes around to get to this point. So I left the corporate world. I had some time off. I had a career break. I had a HR business and a franchise. I left that. It wasn't hitting the mark. And then, you know, I started out tentatively again, trying to do some coaching. Knew that really wasn't for me, but didn't know what else to do. And all that time, I am reading and reading and reading and doing online courses and learning more. And what I didn't really appreciate at that time was that all that reading would bring me to the point that I am today. All those courses I did would bring me to the point that I am today. I didn't appreciate that. I was just doing it because I enjoyed it, but I was just interested. I was really curious. I was really lapping up this stuff. And it wasn't just about, you know, the universal stuff. It wasn't just about the metaphysical. It was, it's like the site. It took me into an area of science as well that I'd never looked at before. So right now, you know, I am, um, everything I've read and learned, I can now explain in a way to other people who might have been what I've going through, what I've been going through, that can help them understand. If I'd, if I'd, if I'd had someone like me 10 years ago, or even longer, or even as a child, that would have been really helpful. So I guess that's what I'm trying to be now. But in terms of getting to this point, lots of false starts, because I you know, I was under the covers, as she said, or I used to say I was in the Oracle closet. Mm. Um, and I, you know, as, as a small business owner in HR, you're surrounded by professional services people. And I just thought, I cannot talk to everybody about this. So I talked to you, I talked to select other people. Um, and then I had a job working for a charity over the past kind of like year or 18 months which was supposed to be part-time to help me get started with this. And, you know, that never works out, does it? So it was more full-time. And then it went into the pandemic. And when I left, I kind of realised that the universe keeps bringing me around to this point. Mm -hmm. The universe keeps bringing me around to this point and it's going to make me do it one way or the other. So I might as well just do it now. <laughs> I might as well just do it now and get on with it. So... I am much braver and courageous about this now. My website is The Intuition Connection. I run an Oracle Circle. But again, it wasn't that that just happened overnight. The Oracle Circle started um, probably maybe about May 2020. And I have a really good friend who is a Norwex ambassador and she does these parties, but she's not selling to you. She's just telling you about all the toxic chemicals that are in your home and and, and she, was, she wanted to educate people. And I thought, that's how I feel about the Oracle cards I'd love, and the universal stuff and everything I'd learned. I'd love to educate people on that and it kind of inspired me. And that was on a Friday night. And on a Saturday, the next day, I sent an email out to a few people who I know I could talk to about Oracle cards. And I just said, look, I'm just gonna do this on the new and full moon. Are you interested? If so, let me know. And there used to be about, you know, five or six us, different people at different times would get on. And I'd, I'd say, right, I'm just going to do a reading for the group, see what the energy is for the full moon or the new moon. And, and it just it evolved on its own. All I had to do, and you talk about, you know, the universe deals with the details. All I had to do was put the essence of that out. I had the absolute intention. It was a heartfelt intention. And I let go of it. And when I sent the email, I said, if no one's interested, it's fine. I've not lost anything. I'm just asking. And I got this amazing feedback and we did a few groups 
and it got to the point probably around about late summer when a couple of the people who were in the group all the time said oh we really should be paying for this now mm. so in October 2020 it became paid it's now a one of my services and one of my offerings but one of the really lovely things that evolved during that was it wasn't just me doing the group reading people were bringing their own oracle decks Mm. and so I'd ask a question for the group they'd ask the question for them they'd pull their card and we'll help one another interpret it and I think oracle cards are just a gentle way of bringing out what's really going on inside you in a compassionate way so that's a long answer to kind of like the journey yeah no I uh, again I love it but I want to take you back um a step if that's all right because you said something that kind of I'm curious about about when you said you got to a point where the universe uh, you, you was saying you know you've got to do this and you thought it's always going to bring me back to this point um uh, so I better show up what was that like how did you know uh, that that was kind of a a tipping point for you that uh, a bit of a crossroads and what what showed up in terms of your um feelings at that point because this was a massive stretch of your comfort zone yeah it was you were doing something different and showing up in a different way to just the world what was that like that's a really good question um it didn't feel the stretch that it had done i think ultimately it felt like well it's a natural progression mm -hmm. and it feels like what i should be doing right now um, and I feel like it's what the universe wants me to do and I think when you get something like that I think you expect the fireworks and the bells and whistles don't you and I think it was just like any other day it was just like I'm at this point again and here I am this is not where I expect my life to be you know at this age doing this starting again it did feel like starting again Mm -hmm. And it felt like shedding skins. Great way of describing it. Because a lot of my, I have these conversations a lot with, um, a lot of women, to be fair, a lot of women get to um, a point where they go, I want to do something different, or I want to pivot slightly. And it's that nervousness of what will they think whoever they are you know what will what will other people think how can i how can i do this and still be safe and and you know so did you experience something similar oh absolutely and i think for me it was a case of you know a lot of people will think this is woo woo and i get that but i think there's some good scientific explanations around this stuff as well and i think it aligns with quantum physics and psychology etc and I think the challenge my personal challenge was fitting everything I believed and knew into a framework that worked for me I think that's what the learning was over all those years mm. that there are some people who talk about what I talk about and teach what I teach in that very woo-woo way and it feels inaccessible and at my very core i'm practical and pragmatic mm. and i you know i like that aspect of myself it's it's always been there from being a child so it was finding and working out and creating the way that this worked for me 
And once I'd created that framework of how I could talk about intuition on my terms, that's when the, sh the skin shedded. And that's when I felt like I can have this conversation with anyone now, even the skeptics. I'm, I'm okay with this. I've got that level of comfort that I can talk about this and I can hold my own. Mm. Yeah. And it, again, it's a great way of, of describing it that you've got that level of comfort that, and literally comfort zone has grown as a result of that, you know, but, um, so when you, when you were shedding your skin, what did you have to let go of in order for that to happen? Oh, what did I have to let go of? Um, that's a really good question. I think for me, it was more about the how I let go. If I'm honest, I don't know that I can identify what I've let go of. I think all I can say is I had to honour what had happened. That's one of my past experience and just know that it was part of me. I'm always going to talk about the corporate HR career that I had and being a HR director because, you know, from, from no formal education to having such a senior position, and, and being well respected and working with amazing people was a wonderful thing. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, so I think, you know, what, what shedded is I'm no longer a HR person and I can embrace that into my life now as that's something that I once was and I'm grateful and I have appreciation for it. And it brought me to this point. So I think the shedding of the skin is it's, it leaves a mark on you but it's how you allow it to leave the mark on you that makes the difference. So I allow that mark to be something really amazing that happened to me that, you know, I got to see the world. It changed my view of the world. Living in, in, in North America, particularly Canada, made me much more environmentally, environmentally aware. So, you know, it, I, I embrace that part of me, but it sits in a place now that, is in a place of gratitude and thanks mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to it doesn't have to speak up or you know point anything out to me anymore it's done its work and we thank that part and we allow it to rest now yeah yeah so good so was there um and I'm, I'm just super curious about about your journey so was there a, a, a way that you honored it or did you allow that to happen naturally and by by it what I'm talking about is your the, your letting go, the, your past? Did you, did you do anything specific or did you just go, oh, yeah? No, there's lots of things that I've done to kind of like um, deal with the past. And, you know, that was an example of my work experience, but there's been personal relationships and family things from the past that have, have come back to haunt me. So I, you know, I was the child of divorced parents raised by a single mother. And, you know, there's lots of things there that, you know, do come back. And I think one of the most powerful things I've done to let go of things is write it down and burn it. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that too. Um, it's so simple, isn't it? And it just yeah. And And I think, you know, forgiveness is a big thing. I if you accept that everybody around you has done their best and you stop blaming and you stop saying it's your fault and you just say actually I can take responsibility for myself now and I think once I hit that point that's when that's when the changes really started to happen it's I am my responsibility and no one else's I do not control what anybody else did I'm not responsible for what happened it's my parents or anything else 
it's all okay it really is all okay yeah and this is not about condoning the, what, what with, with no it's not about condoning the experience or the the what uh, another person has done it's just about letting it go isn't it absolutely and and what's the phrase you might have to help me out here about um you know there's a phrase isn't there that says by forgiving someone you know you don't make their life better you make your own life better mm, so i can't remember exactly what the phrase I, is I, but yeah i can't remember but yes yeah, it's, it's we're almost the there it's on the tip of yeah. our isn't it but you're yeah. right you're right it is about it is it's a a nurturing thing to do for yourself isn't it absolutely absolutely so you you did a you forgave you let go and then you stepped into this new new journey this new experience new adventure i guess is what you well you say step into you know i don't i don't think it was as direct as that is it it's you know i've gone around the houses to be here and i think it's still every day is a step mm. um but it's funny, isn't it? Because once you start being your real self and putting out there what you do, it's surprising the reaction that you get. Yeah. You know, every time I talk about oracle cards to a group, there'll be someone who finds me afterwards who says, oh my God, I need to talk to you about this. Yeah. And again, for me, it's about the way I bring it. It's the pragmatism. It's, and you know, the data, it is a data point. It helps you connect with yourself. And it's just, an, your intuition is another piece of information. You can choose to go with it or ignore it. Mm. But I also, you know, part of what I think drives me now is there's so much rubbish out there about intuition and manifesting and all this stuff. My truth is my truth to me. It may not be to anyone else, but I want to be part of that discourse that says here's another way to think about it mm -hmm. yeah you just add into the conversation yeah which is again lovely uh, again i'm going back a step now ruth because you keep saying things that i get curious about so <laughs> when you say that you um speak to other people how did what was the reaction then because the most natural thing that we all worry about is what will other people think when we make a change when we pivot or do something different what will what will they think what will other people think so what was the re initial reaction or was there any um i can't think that there was any i think you know the 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 reaction was all in my head right it's like the people who it resonates with will come to you and the people it doesn't will just go past you and that's okay. Um, I'll happily talk to anybody about Oracle cards now, but you know, what's the reaction? It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, I live on my own and like in 2020 for most of that year, I was on my own and didn't see anyone. And you can get quite twisted in your thinking without the balance of another perspective, which again is where the Oracle cards help me. But you know the the video so i do a weekly video now and you know the the initial reaction was nothing it didn't get any likes and i thought well do you know what i'm okay with that because if people i if the people i can truly help are the people who were in the situation i was several years ago they're not going to like it because they won't want anyone to know that they like it so the point is it will find the audience it needs to find I need to put the content out there. But I did get a few, I had a few people respond who said direct messages on social media that, 
oh, this is really interesting. I found this really interesting. Thank you. This has really helped me today. And this piece resonated with me. And then some people started to like it. And actually, I had a couple of family members on LinkedIn started to like it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So it feels very natural to do it now. Um, and the reaction was, did it set the world on fire? No, that was probably a good thing. That might have just been too much for me. But, you know, the, the thing about the circuitous route and going around the houses is you do a little bit. You do, and, and I'm a big fan of the incremental you do a little bit, you do a bit more, you get a bit more confident. And I, so I think that's what the reaction is. Does yeah. that answer the question? Oh, absolutely. Sure. I completely agree. One of my sayings that I say all the time is you don't climb a mountain in one leap. It's all these teeny, teeny, tiny steps that we take. And you're so right in when you said, I'm, you, that you're glad that there was no kind of big fanfare or the big reaction because it allows you to just ease into it. Um, for people to find you when they're ready. Right, Ruth, we're going to do a bit of a, um, a switch up now. What I'm, I like to do halfway through is do a quick fire round where okay. I ask you any question that pops into my head and we'll just see what happens. Right. You up for it? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Okay, let me have a think. Um, <laughs> what is your, which is your favourite Oracle deck? Is it like children where you're not allowed to have a favourite? Is that what it is? Um, I don't think it's like children. I think you're allowed to have a favourite. It, it completely depends on my energy. I can tell you the one that I work with the most is called Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron-Reed. That's the one that I work with the most. Um, if you push me to a favourite, she also has a, a deck called the Goddess Power Oracle deck. Mm. And that is just beautiful. I do love that. Why do you love them? What is it about those ones? It's the female empowerment, isn't uh, it? Yes. Um, each of them represents a superpower that the goddesses have. And I love the myth and the legends. And I love how we can use those metaphors to empower us in life. Mm, love it. What is your um, fight song? You know, the song that you put on just to raise your frequency, have a good boogie, or get you ready for doing something that's outside of your comfort zone? I can't pick one. Gosh, that's so difficult. There's so many songs coming into my head. Um, the, the, the one that's going round in my head, though, so my nutritionist said mention it, is the Dixie Chicks, who I believe now call themselves just the Chicks because Dixie has connotations of other things. They have a song called um, The Long Way Around. Ah, uh, yeah. And I've always said that should be that should be played at my funeral. And... Um, it's not really, it, you know, it's not upbeat. It's not a fast-paced song. But I think it just reminds me that, that my way is right for me and my, my however long it takes me is right for me. And that, I think, just makes me feel more empowered as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that as well. Okay, what is the... Um, you mentioned manifesting a couple of times, so I'm going to kind of tiptoe back there. What is the... Um, strangest or uh most interesting manifesting experience that you've had what um i think probably what the the immediate thing that came to mind was when i was asked to go work in the states during my corporate career i knew i knew it was going to happen i didn't know why i knew it was going to happen and i couldn't i, I had no idea how but i just remember for several months having a feeling of i'm going to go to work in the states I'm going to go to work in the States. 
And then when I was asked, I was like, oh my God, I was right. <laughs> so I think, and it was such a big thing. So did I manifest it? I'm not sure I actually manifested it, but was it my intuition knowing something that would happen? That was the biggest thing, I think. Yeah, you just had this knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my last question then is, and I ask everybody this question, is if, have you got a book that particularly impacted you that you'd like to recommend to everybody? So, Swift to pick just one, but I'm going to go back to the first book that started this, started the whole reading journey off for me around this subject. And it's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And he is of the Toltec tradition, a Mexican long-standing native tradition. And I remember, I, sorry, it's supposed to be quick fire. I can't do quick fire. Um, after my mum died, I went to a spa, several months after she died, I went to a spa, met a woman who was completely out there. And she told me about this book and I bought it. And I remember reading it years ago thinking, what a pile of crap. Mm -hmm. And I thought it because there's something in there that said, you are where you meant to be right now. And I wasn't happy with where I was. And I just thought, well, that can't be right. And it was right. And it, it set me off on a whole looking into part of the coach and everything else. It set me off looking into this more. And I go back to that book regularly. And yeah, if you were going to look at anything, start with that one because it will make you question everything. Yeah, I've read that uh, not long ago, actually, which is, yeah, somebody recommended it to me and it's a good book. So I will put it, all the details in the show notes underneath this, this video. So where can people find you, Ruth? They can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter at ShineRuth3 and I have a Telegram channel called the Intuition Connection Community. So if you download Telegram, you can find and follow me on there. And the website is www.ruthrichards.org. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your journey today. I've really loved chatting to you as always. Thank you. Um, but it's been a pleasure. So I will see you soon. Thank you, Barbara. Hey, before you go, there's one thing that I'd love you to do for me. If you enjoyed this episode, please go and leave a review. It means the world to me and helps me to reach a lot more people. And every week, I'm going to be doing a shout out of my favourite one. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you soon.